0: Rosenberg Podcast coming to you live and direct from the lab of Patterson, New Jersey on a beautiful night. We're in the space. We have a great energy around us. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to give you something epic tonight. We have a guest in-house that flew in exclusively, exclusively to be here tonight from Jamaica. So we're going to touch on that. But you know what I normally do. I always take a moment to big up the crew that's in the house, everybody on the team that helps this whole production move forward. Let me put a big round of applause to Manny behind the camera. Thank you so much for being here. Big shout out to E holding us down on the sound. And a big shout out to our friend Jennifer Ducunto who's in the house getting ready for that trip to South Africa. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, I am honored and blessed to have my mother, Beverly Lawrence, in the house tonight. Round of applause for that. We are now blessed and we are now official. Thank you so much, madame, for being here. You're welcome. So I was asking you earlier, um, we've spoke, you've seen some of the stuff we've done, and um, we were coming up in the elevator. By the way, um, when we walked up the steps and you were asking me, am I supposed to go up the fire escape? <laughs> you look back and said, you have to lift me up to get me up there, right? Of course. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. Okay. But let me ask you this. What was your opinion going in the elevator and coming up in, into the space?
1: I thought I was in a 1930s movie. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so I... I thought that, well, I can put that to my record that I was back then
0: in, in, in the movies, right? In the movies. So fortunately enough, I was your son because I'm sure you wouldn't trust anybody else walking you through. Oh, no. <laughs> I could see it on your face, oh, too. No. So we come in the elevator, we come upstairs, and I'm being this granular because I'm trying to get everybody to, to get your experience. The elevator door open. What's your thoughts when you walk into our space?
1: It's the exact opposite of the elevator. (laughs) I never expected this. Right. You know, it's like night and day.
0: Okay. Okay. So welcome for taking the trek up here. Thank you. And normally, um, the guests that we love, we let them make the the trek up the steps, five flights.
1: Oh, really? But
0: you are VIP, so we definitely had to bring the elevator in to to bring you up. So once again, thank you so much for being here. And as I said, she's fresh from Jamaica. A couple of things that we're going to touch on is... Um, the exposure that not only you have gained from as an individual to make the impact you've been making on the world, but I want to find out how you navigated the waters you have so my listeners and my viewers can realize that they can tap into some of the strength that you have you know, transmitted through the years. So let's start, just jump into a couple of things real quick.
1: Well, I'm from Jamaica. Jamaica is an island. Surrounded with water. <laughs>
0: Thank God. <laughs> so if you want
1: to survive, you have to be able to navigate the waters.
0: True, true.
1: So I have been surrounded by water all my life. Can you swim? No. <laughs> that not possible? to save my life.
0: Yeah. As my mom, I, I, keep, I can imagine. How can you not swim?
1: Because I am from the mountainous regions of Jamaica. Okay. And the furthest we get to water is to have a shower... A bath, maybe some dog paddling, <laughs> but that's about it.
0: So br- bring everybody down to, so if they understand, when you said the mountainous region, because the minute you think Jamaica, people think the coast, right? So school them on what's the mountainous region.
1: All right. Jamaica is one of those Caribbean islands that came about as a result of a volcanic action some millions of years ago. I hope I'm not there when it reverses. <laughs> it won't be. So we, we, the island is located in a position where the mountains run through the center of the island. And as you slope from the mountains, you go to the coast. And most of the life of the island is in the mountains. Mm. I grew up in the middle of the island, in the Dry Harbor Mountains. Okay and so water was not one of the commodities that we had Mm. we depended on the rain basically and one of the disadvantages of that is that you lost all your teeth by the time you were a teenager wow because the rain water had no calcium in it wow so you you lost all your teeth wow that has changed now though because with technology they have added fluoride to the toothpaste. Right, right. People are educated how they can take care of their teeth. So so it was, the norm, like, it it was the norm, that is growing
0: up, that you'd be losing your teeth at what age? Yeah.
1: Well, I was wearing dentures by the time I was 16. Full dentures by the by time 16. I was
0: 16. And that was purely result of just pure rainwater.
1: The rainwater. But, but there was also something good about the rainwater, is that you... You didn't have to use much soap. <laughs> that is so true. So, you, you, so yeah, you saved on soap. That is so true. Yeah, because you had to use very little soap or else you would need all the water in, on the mountaintop to wash what? the soap away. That is so
0: true. And, you know, right. I want to I wanna go back to, and, and I, I'm glad that we started at the, the where you grew up and the, the, the experience you had as a little girl. However, being your son and being from Jamaica... I did take showers in rainwater, and I did use too much soap at once, and I'm still to this day trying to wash that soap off. Oh, well. It is so. I don't know what is it. I think it's the the the, the fact that the, the rainwater is it's soft, soft water. Soft water. Mm-hmm. So yes. let's let's let's, let's dive into this real quickly. Growing up as a little girl, you grew up in Saint Anne.
1: In Saint Anne.
0: And we got to take a big moment right now, and I'm gonna ask you to lift up your pole and spring. I'm gonna lift up my my green bottle. Let's do a toast too. One of the biggest product from Saint Anne, which is Bob Marley.
1: Bob Marley, legal yeah.
0: legal product. Bob Marley. Yeah.
1: <laughs> legal pharmaceuticals. Yes, exactly.
0: It was Bob Marley, and um, that's the, that's the parish you grew up in. What was what was that like? What was that neighborhood like?
1: A very quiet. It was a family neighborhood. Each family was responsible for every child in that neighborhood, mm. and so it was not just the responsibility of your biological parents to care for you but you dare not misbehave on the streets or anywhere because any parent who saw you misbehaving could correct you with words or a spanking a spanking Wh- and you dare not go home and tell your parents
0: so it was that so whole-
1: the, in those days the village raised village, the children
0: kid, wow going to school coming back everybody to be well behaved
1: exactly you yep. had to be well behaved,
0: so, so let, you're
1: under the microscope all the time.
0: Let's set a let's set a let's set a visual picture of the timeline, and I'm not trying to you know get your age out there, but let's set a visual image of the timeline. What year was this?
1: Ah, uh, this was probably um, in the early in the '60s. Early '60s, Jamaica. Yeah. In the '60s, in the '50s, '60s,
0: and Jamaica was actually. Um, budding into more technology or where were we with uh, what technologies were you exposed to at that time
1: oh we didn't know anything that you had here we had like a radio i remember the first radio that came into my community yeah it was run by what looked like a car battery that big it wasn't big it wasn't a big radio it was probably maybe half the size of that television screen. Okay, okay. But it was run by what? It's e- in the car. What is in the car now. And you would have to have a wire attached to the radio, hoisted on a stick or metal post going up into the air, which was then the antenna.
0: For, okay, okay. And this and, was an AM signal, I'm assuming.
1: Right. And people would gather around that radio just to wonder and to hear where's all that coming from? You know, and stories, you know, and stories have been told of little children wondering how did the people in the radio eat? <laughs> <laughs> because, okay. They never saw them. So there know, have
0: to be somebody in that radio. They that,
1: thought it was somebody in that radio. But that was, you know, way back then because. Did you,
0: did you not share a story with me? I was a grandpa that um, poured some rice in the back of. Uh,
1: not him, not my family. Some some other family did. Yeah. Well, and, of course, that was the end of the radio. No,
0: share the story. Share the well, story. Well,
1: this, this man, he, he said he was sorry for this person in the radio. So the night after his wife had gone to bed, he went into the kitchen, got some rice that was left over, and pumped it into the back of the radio.
0: So the guy could eat.
1: So the guy could eat. Well, <laughs> next morning, they had no radio.
0: Wow. And at that time, it was mucho problema if you know, the radio wasn't working. Yeah. So
1: it was a phenomenon. A radio was a phenomenon in the 50s. Wow, yeah,
0: nice. So the family makeup I know you had my uncle, which was Uncle John. Mm-hmm. I know you had my your sister, sister Gillette, Gillette yeah. and well, you know, it was my grandma, grandpa. Yeah, and um, and of course, grandpa grandma adopted some kids from the neighborhood. She
1: always has at least two or three other children, either from the neighborhood or from her sister's. Who had early pregnancies and could not manage.
0: So she raised them. Wow. She actually raised them. So what would, what would be one of the most significant things you could say you now looking back at your childhood, especially at that specific time, that you said, "Hmm, that made an impact on me going forward."
1: It has to be the strength of my mother. It has to be the strength of my mother because she was able to make virtually make blood out of stones literally she could do the impossible there would be nothing in the kitchen to prepare for dinner but when dinner time came there was a sumptuous meal on the table that is so true and she would go to the back of the yard and she would pick the buds from the different vegetables Mm. like the chocho the cocoa the um um callaloo spinach yeah yeah she would pick those and she would cook them into a stew and that's what we would have for dinner. And My so maybe would. that's why I look the way I am now. Yeah, Yo, you
0: exact you do look phenomenal actually. Because every time I see you, I'm like, what are you
1: doing? Yeah. We never had a lot of meat and fish and we just ate vegetables.
0: Back to being right? in the mountains.
1: And in the mornings when you woke up, you had breakfast, and breakfast could be whatever you could put your hands on. No bread, no bacon. If there were eggs, we had eggs because we had chickens.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And, and those eggs, when you open them, the yolk was as yellow as the sun. Wow. Free range. Right. Mm. Free mm. range chicken. So now
0: you're, you're basically telling me that the lifestyle that we're paying a million dollars for here.
1: It's killing the organic,
0: us. organic this, the organic. It's, it's killing us. Not only our pocket, but, me, but physically it, killing it's us. It is
1: killing us. Yeah. My father died at 95. And he was as strong as anybody else. He had an accident, and that is what contributed to his And death. if it wasn't
0: for the accident, he'd probably He'd probably
1: have made it to 100. 100, easily. Yeah. And
0: I remembered he was a strong, solid... I mean, yeah. I remembered him taking me on, um, on farming trips with him, and I really, really enjoyed spending that time with him. Right. It was unbelievable. But it's funny to hear you emphasize how much... And I don't think grandma or your mom knew how much of an impact she was making on your life. They,
1: they, they never knew. They just wanted to make sure we were better than, we were. became better than they did. But I'm not sure now, other than the fact that we can read and write and maneuver and manipulate, I'm not sure if we're better than they are. I'm not sure.
0: Score Rosenberg Radio, Beverly Lawrence just dropped a jewel. And a jewel is when you say something profound. I want you to say that again. You don't know if we're better off now than if we were back then i
1: don't think so when
0: it was more simpler
1: it was simpler we we truly loved each other mm. in my community with my mother growing up i'd say periodically a family would kill a pig yeah and everybody in that neighborhood would get some of it and whenever whenever anybody else butchers it is shared because we didn't have any refrigerator to keep the stuff Oh. But you looked out for your neighbor and when we prepare meals we would send parts of the meals to different neighbors around wow whether whether we knew, whether they had it or not mm. It was real sharing.
0: Squirrel Rosenberg Radio. Squirrel Rosenberg, po- Squirrel Rosenberg Podcast. Let me get that right. I'm getting so excited because my mom has just given me all the history that I've somewhat heard before. But this is all new information. Stay tuned. We're going to take a quick, quick break. Come back. Jump into the second segment of this podcast. And keep educating you on what it takes to make such a phenomenal human being. Squirrel Rosenberg Podcast. One.
2: She asked me what's my name, I tell her I am connie, and I said girl tell me what's your name, and she tell me that her name is Jamaica, and I said smile, girl smile, smile for me Jamaica, and I said smile, girl smile, oh lord, smile for me Jamaica, and never you cry
0: Core Rosenberg podcast, we're getting ready to jump back into the second segment here with this profound international guest that we have at the table tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Beverly Lawrence, a.k.a. Bevlar. Thank you for taking us through that journey through St. Anne and um, that whole, you know, realization of are we really better off with this massive up, um, wealth of information that's at our fingertips and the way the world's going versus a simpler way of living when things were a lot slower and a lot more meaningful but as we you know graduate from that time period i wanted to ask you your passion for being a teacher because i know that's what you got into where did that stem from
1: ah if i should tell you the story please do teaching found me rather than i found teaching Because all my life, I wanted to be a nurse. Interesting. All my life. And I actually started the process of being a nurse by doing the application, to go in for training. And um, I missed it by a day.
0: What do you mean, I missed it by a day?
1: When I got the invitation to come in to sit the entrance examination for nursing... I could not get to Kingston early enough to make it to the university hospital where I would have gone.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Because I got, those days we never had telephones. Of course. So we had what was called telegrams. Oh, I remember Do the telegram. Do you that is?
0: Okay. Um, a telegram would be, um, let me see if I can remember here. Um, okay. I love this. Love this. And for all my viewers and listeners out there, I want you to be brainstorming right now. A telegram, if I'm not mistaken, was something that was prescribed on a piece of paper and sent. You know, uh, can I help you? Yeah, please. Okay. Please.
1: It was like running a relay, but using language. Okay, so I, I would go to the post office closest to me, okay. and um, I write my message. But your message was, it had no grammatical form. For example, if a message was, I'll be coming to Kingston tomorrow, meet me at the bus stop. Okay. The message would, coming Kingston tomorrow, meet bus stop. Because you paid for each word. Oh. Okay. So, so um, they use the code. They use a code like if they wanted to write coming, they would write cat, orange, mango, ink. Okay. And the, that post office sends that code to a second post office, and that post office sends it to another post office okay. until it gets to the one closest to you. What? When it gets to the one closest to you, it is written out on a piece of paper. Decoded. It is decoded, written on a piece of paper, given to a postman who jumps on his bicycle (laughs) and rides and takes it to you. You serious? Right. Right. My God. Right. Okay. It's kind of like the Pony Express from way back when, but just that a little bit more. Yeah. Right?
0: No, so as, you, as I hear you chop down that process, I am imagining, I am pressing send. Exactly. And that is done in a millisecond.
1: Exactly.
0: Wow, okay. That took,
1: that took probably a day and a night to happen. And so when my telegram came the evening, there's only one bus that can take me to Kingston the next morning to get to the interview. And there's no way I could be ready overnight to get that bus to go to Kingston. Wow! So, I communicated with the um, nursing school and told them what had happened, and they say they would call me for the second batch, which would be the following October. This being April.
0: Okay, so you miss April, you had to wait that whole entire time.
1: Right. So while I'm waiting, my headmaster, my principal. Yeah. Thought that I should be a teacher. So he went out and made an application for me to, be go, to go into a teacher's college.
0: Did you know he was doing
1: this? No, I never knew. Because in those days, you depended on your teacher. Mm. And whatever your teacher told you was good for you, that yes. was what you would do.
2: Mm.
1: So I actually gave up on nursing, went into teaching. And if I were to be born again, I would teach again.
0: How long have you been teaching?
1: Longer than you've been born.
0: Of course, I remembered when she was my principal and my math teacher. I have oh yeah, man, he's, I have the scars to show for me answering the question wrong. So I know this lady's been in teaching for a long time. But I want my listeners and my viewers out there to understand how committed and how passionate you've been. How long have you been teaching?
1: I thought for forty-four years. I'm not that old though.
0: Exactly. You know, so funny. And as you said that, do you? Let me ask you this: Do you? Have any idea what your 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 teacher saw in you that made him say mm, she should be think I, back of it. Were, were you that student in class that was always you know participating and making you know, no, what did he see
1: I, I don't know you have to ask him that question but then you're going to have to resurrect him
0: of course i of have course. no clue but he saw but something then my
1: mother mother told me that um she believed him because as a child we had grass growing in the backyard yeah these, like, like the plant you have at home that
0: yeah, yeah 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 the tall wisey yeah, right. yeah 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 yeah
1: and so i would be in the backyard planting them into 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 groups
0: yeah
1: and teaching them <laughs> teaching the grass and she thought oh well i don't see a nurse there i see a teacher
0: or somebody crazy because right now you'd be on also all form of drugs right now you were doing that
1: though if i had gone into nursing i would probably go into the i would end up teaching in nursing Nursing. Mm. because there's also the scope for teaching
0: true in the nursing school true and so um I'm I I'm very honored that you've really shared that, because I don't remember even hearing that whole dynamics. No, you never did. Yeah. So here on Square Rosenberg Radio, you're getting some truth, you're getting some knowledge. But I also am very curious on, um, now that you're into the teaching thing, how and when did you meet my dad?
1: How and when did I meet your dad? Your dad met me.
0: Oh, nice. He stood no chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, Where were you? I mean, wh- wh-
1: I was, I had just graduated from Teachers College and was at my first first job as a teacher. And he was an uh, agricultural instructor. Okay. What is that? This is somebody who the government trains and sends them into the communities to work with. Small farmers oh,
0: to okay. practice
1: good farming techniques.
0: So, my dad, and I noticed for a fact, was a horticulturist, agriculturist. I mean, anything to do, talking about With a green. The soil, yeah, he
1: was, he was into it.
0: I think everybody says, um, Do you have a green thumb? He had green fingers.
1: Yeah, he's very good at that. He was very good at that. And so, of course, I suppose I was this attractive young teacher. Of course. And he was drawn
0: to me. And do you remember the first time he walked up to you, or the first time? And what was your? Uh, do you remember the first time he walked up to you?
1: I can't remember the first time he walked up to me, but I remember the first time I recognized him because he had been eyeing me for quite a while. Okay. And um, one one thing used to happen in the communities where where I <clears throat> and the community where I work is that. The, the, the teachers who were there ahead of you would put on a party okay. when the young teachers arrived okay. so that they can be ex-co- exposed to the, to, the, to the community. And um, those were the days when the gentlemen would come up to you, good afternoon, good evening, good night, and may I have this dance? Oh, wow. They asked.
0: Now I grab you by the hand oh, no. or the hair no. and drag you to the dance floor? No. May I
1: have this done? And you and,
0: do have the ability to say no.
1: And you do you do have the ability to say no. And they don't bother you if you say no. And so he did that. And was, it was a Percy Sledge.
0: Oh, okay. Um, do you remember the Percy Sledge record?
1: Because
0: um, um, Percy Sledge, and this was in 19... Early nineteen late no mid sixties. Yeah, mid sixties. Percy Sledge. Yeah, and I you um, know there's a there's a record that I um because I, I know that artist actually. But um do you remember the
1: record? Not off the top of my head right now. But then it was it was one of those that we occupied a tile. You know what that is? <laughs> yes, yes.
0: Score Rosenberg Radio. My mom is dropping major jewels <laughs> and knowledge right now. So we're gonna define. We're gonna define when she says um, owning a tile, right? Well, in Jamaica we call it rent a tile.
1: Rent a tile.
0: So basically, it's a twelve by twelve mm-hmm. space. That's a tile. Mm-hmm. That, that a tile takes up, mm-hmm. and you're being asked to dance, and you have to stay within. With,
1: I think that's it. With, 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 I think that's it. When a man loves a woman.
0: Percy Sledge. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, my boy E-Dub is getting that playing on us back of the SoundCloud mm-hmm. right now. Percy Sledge. Yeah. When a man loves a woman. The record you dance with, with my dad, on that 12 by 12 tile.
1: Yeah. And of course, I was this nice Christian young girl. Never had a boyfriend before. What? I don't know what it is to be so close to a person what? of the opposite it's sex. Like, yeah. But all I know, he had swept me off my feet.
0: And the rest is history. Here comes... There you go. Here comes Squirrel Rosenberg. We're going to take a quick break, come back, because Mm -hmm. we want to jump into the last half of this interview. (laughs) Wow. Yo, take us out with this Percy Sledge record that is the catalyst for your boy being here. Squirrel Rosenberg Radio, Squirrel Rosenberg Podcast, Squirrel Rosenberg TV, Bevlar 1.0. podcast kicking back here with bevlar getting to this interesting um we call it the stew the sauce of this this podcast and a lot of people are asking you know when they talk to me they go so why did you interview that person or why are you having a conversation with that person number one is everybody in my eyes is a superstar and their story is transcends and expounds each other's lives as unique as it is to you there's some commonality and i want everybody to hear the strengths the stories the fails the wins the losses so you can really be empowered and i'm telling you right now not only because i'm your son but i have seen the cloth that you've been cut from and i am impressed
1: thank you i'm very
0: very impressed and and i'm glad to be you know i'm going to use another um uh, a metaphor a metaphor here, which is I am glad to be one of the fabric or one of those lines in that cloth because I can't go wrong. So, let's just go back to, you now. you met my dad. Your guys are moving on. And you get together. And your first run at having a child or having kids gives you two. Two. What was that like? Ah. So, so, those don't even understand. what What, what we mean is... Twins is what the stork delivered.
1: (laughs) I'm not certain about the stork. I deliver them. (laughs) Thanks
0: for that correction. Yeah. What was that like? Did you know you had twins? Yeah. I knew.
1: I knew. I knew from because I was 110 pounds at the time.
0: 110.
1: 110 pounds. And by the time you guys were born, I was 157 pounds so wow. over that period you do the math and see how much weight i put on so i but I, we didn't have the technology to know that i was going to have a boy and a girl okay i didn't know that okay i just knew we were going to have twins and um you arrived first
0: so wait, wait, wait before the arrival how did my dad handle the news
1: he was cool he was okay
0: Felt like big man. Oh you know? yeah! Like oh, yeah. you, you went to the, you went to the dance once, and you come up with two babies. So. Exactly.
1: He was he was excited. He he didn't have a problem. He was really excited. You know what was bothering him most of all was that I was well because I was very sick. Very sick. Very sick mm. at the beginning of the pregnancy, but it was worth it all.
0: And of course, um, score Rosenberg came first. Bow, and then s- half an hour later.
1: An hour later. An.
0: Hour, An later. hour
1: later, your sister came
0: because you were telling me she was actually playing around in there for a little bit.
1: Right. Um. When she, when you arrived, she was a breach supposed to be a breach presentation. Right. What does that mean? It means she was going to come foot first. Okay. And so that is not as easy as you might think it is, even though the foot is smaller than the head. Yeah. And so, during the hour when she was in there. She turned herself around. And then an hour later, she was out. So I had a boy and a girl, Paul and Paula.
0: Bon, here we are. Where is she? Well, I mean, here we are in your arms <laughs> when we were born. Right? And we're also going to touch on that a little bit. However, that moment of having both of us there, what an accomplishment.
1: Ah, yeah. And the thing, too, nature prepares you, whether you like it or not, nature prepares you for everything. Every situation, it puts you in.
0: Score Rosenberg Radio, another jewel being dropped here, fresh from Jamaica. Could you say that again, please?
1: Nature prepares you for every situation it puts you in.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Here, I am a young mother. Never had to... Because my, my, my mother raised us... You know, we never had to raise each other. So I was not very versed with having children. Okay, okay. But I found very innovative ways to raise you guys to cope with it. I only took four months off from work, and then after that, I got a full-time helper. Mm. And as soon as you were able to be dragged to school with me, by age three, you were going to school.
0: Wow. Wow. I remember those days. Yeah. My short pants, my khaki pants. Right.
1: My sister. And those were the days when... I got like two hours sleep each night because I was a teacher. I had to take books home to Mark. Yeah. I had to prepare prep work. Food, prepare work for the next day, get you ready for school the next morning. And Ooh. I'm there with my class.
0: You know, I can, I can honestly tell you right now, now that I'm a parent, and I look back at some of those days that you, you, you trumped through, those were, I don't know how you pulled those things off.
1: Okay, you find the resource to do it when you have to do it.
0: Because we would come home, and I do remember you would have to make dinner, get us to finish homework, still prep your stuff, Mm -hmm. get us showered into bed, you to bed, to be up before us.
1: Have the breakfast on the table before you wake up Mm. and be out.
0: I salute you. Thank you. No, I salute you. I salute you. And now knowing that grandma, your mom, was a full hands-on mom, was there. So you didn't have to take care of yourself or take care of your, 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 your I mean, on Pat, your brothers and sisters. Right,
1: she took care wow. of Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: So now we're here, and my brother John comes four years later. Was, 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 was he um, on the to-do list, or was he just like, no, oh, he he here comes not. John?
1: he was not on the to-do list. <laughs> he was <laughs> Mr. Sneaky. But <laughs> I'm glad he sneaked. Yeah, right. Because he's playing a good role right now. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's it's it's
0: a really good blessing right. to to that whole energy. And I, I played. I'm I'm asking these questions from a bird's eye view because I'm trying to be as objective as possible. And um, I wanted to just hear now that we you got us. We moved into the town that we live in now, which is we're in the western of the island. Mm-hmm a uh, little town called Lucy, which is right between Montego Bay and Grill,
1: Hub, tourism hub.
0: The tourism hub, actually. And that's where we set up shop. And I am always fascinated by how involved our family was in that town. What was the catalyst behind
1: that? You always wanted to do something. You always wanted to be a part of something. And unfortunately, we don't know the word No. So you you're always involved and you're always being asked to do stuff, to speak at functions, to cook for fundraisers.
0: As a kid growing up, yeah. I gotta tell you, we were. I mean, I can never rem- forget every event or every you. You were speaking. Some. So who was it? Who was the catalyst for that? Was it you or dad? Me, of course. I was the
1: one who spoke.
0: But who was more... I mean, because I don't understand how we were so busy in everything.
1: You were just available. And once you did something once and it was well done, people kept coming after you. You
0: know what? You answered my question well. People kept coming after you. Score Rosenberg Radio. Bevlar just dropped another jewel on on the show here. Say that again. Once you do something well...
1: People keep coming after you for it.
0: And that's what's true. Because I got to admit, you always delivered. Dad always delivered. And everybody's like, Miss Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence, is that you guys were the to-go person right. to get things done. Right. And people would sometimes sit back knowing that you guys would come in and save the day. Exactly. Wow. So let's just touch on the where we are right now. And a lot of changes that have happened over the past 10, 12 years, and including the loss of my sister, your daughter Paula and you know as a matter of fact it's so significant that we were mentioning this because um, Prodigy from Mob D passed away from the same complication to sickle cell and I can tell you this mom you know every time I come to my birthday or I hear of a sickle cell case I think of how fortunate I have been because here I am a twin in the belly same time Mm -hmm. formed the same time Mm -hmm. and not only do I not have the trait but my sister has full-blown full cell, sickle cells. And as a result, passed away on 2005, actually. Yes, yeah,
1: 2005.
0: On your birthday.
1: On my birthday.
0: So, um, we're going to touch on this a little bit because I want you to hear my perspective on having to call you to say, Hey, Beverly, this <laughs> is what we're dealing with. But when I called you, once again, with how profound you are.
1: I knew she had something had happened.
0: What what do you mean by you knew?
1: I had come home from school that evening earlier than usual. It was as though something was prompting me to leave. Because normally when school ends, I sit there for another two hours doing stuff. Of course. So I'm in my room and my phone rings. I answer the phone and Daniel, Paula's friend, is on the phone. And she says, I have to call you because Paula is not well, and I said, "What's new?"
0: Because she's sick as hell; she's, she's always, always in the hospital. Well. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and she said, "This time it is different." Mm. And when she says that, I heard Paula in Jamaica. Yeah, she, Paula was not on the phone. Yeah, it's as though she was on the outside of the house. Yeah, and passing by the house. And saying, love you, mommy. Wow. And I said to Daniel, Daniel, don't joke with me. Because. I just heard Paula. I just heard Paula in the background. And she said, no, you can't hear Paula in the background. Because I'm at home and Paula is in the hospital. Mm. And when she told me what had happened, I just knew that something was not right. And so when I got to Canada and she was on all these machines. I knew she wasn't there.
0: Because you had already heard. She
1: had already died. So I
0: knew wow, that. wow, wow. I really appreciate you for um, being so open and sharing that experience. It's, I
1: can do it now. I was not able to do it a few years ago without getting. Yeah. Because as you're talking to
0: me right now, I'm trying to hold back the tears yeah. because it was, it was a very intense time for our family. And I have definitely felt the gift of God comforting us through yeah, that experience. Has, has. And, you know, as we get ready to wrap this, this, this powwow, I wanted to compliment you because <clears throat> when my father passed away, you did some things that were so phenomenal. And we've, I've told you over and over before, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. You have raised the bar phenomenally. Thank you. And, um, you know, when we experience Paula's loss, You know, the way you rallied around James and everything else. It was just, I don't know, organically, you are a rare human being.
1: Again, whatever situation God puts you in, he prepares you for it. Yeah, he did. So it's not by my strength because I am a firm believer in God. And I know that he is the one who has allowed what has happened to happen. And um, I remember when your dad was very ill. And I could see the end coming, and I didn't know where I was going or what was going to happen.
0: Unknown ground.
1: And I basically challenged God. I basically went into my bathroom one day, and I said, God, if you think you are bad, give me more than I can cope with. Mm. I've never gotten to that stage.
0: He's not going to let you get to that stage. No,
1: I won't get to that stage.
0: Score Rosenberg Radio, Score Rosenberg TV, Score Rosenberg Podcast. We're getting to the intimate part of this powwow with my mom, Beverly Lord, the infamous, I'm going to call her Wonder Woman, Superwoman. As we get ready to wrap up this last segment, we're going to take a quick break, come back and wrap and let you understand what she's doing now and where she's taking her life and the impact she's making, not only on the small town that is Lucy, but on the country and on the world at large. Score Rosenberg Radio, Score Rosenberg Podcast, one.
2: A beautiful woman with the sweetest gifts Beautiful sunrise and an evening kiss Of a nice sunset on the evening season But she tell me she's tired Tired of the exploit and the liars She get them reggae, get them beaches, get them flowers and the ferns All she got is abuse in return But I say, don't you worry yourself, mama Hey, Kranix is here to your help, mama don't worry yourself we, I beg you, do
0: for me Rosenberg me. Podcast As we get ready to wrap on I got to admit, this has got to be one of my most Intense podcasts You know, normally I'm known for bringing other people to tear, other people to tear, but um, I had to really, you know, be honest on this because I am blessed to have you here sitting with me. So as we get ready to jump into this last segment, and the reason why I wanted to hear this is I am impressed with how you've been involved because you're not retired from teaching. You're literally retired from being a full-time mom because you have done excellent job with, all the kids we're out we're doing and you're there how are you keeping yourself so involved and looking so incredible what are the things you're doing on a daily basis
1: i am very active first of all in the mornings i walk at least seven miles
0: you're defeating the purpose of the automobile are you serious
1: i am serious seven miles each morning and um sometime on two or three of those mornings the beach is a part of the walk. Okay. And um, I, I'm very picky with what I eat. Okay. I don't eat, I have no tolerance for salt or sugar. Nice. Not because I am told not to, but... You just weaned yourself off of it. Yes, I, am, I have no tolerance for salt or sugar. I'm very mild-mannered. I don't get easily upset. I walk away. I sleep well. I love my neighbor as myself. <laughs> Profound.
0: Another jewel on score Rosenberg Radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, because if I love my neighbor more than myself, um, it's wrong. Yeah. That's totally wrong. I True. Guess, right? And I just live a day at a time. I don't worry about tomorrow.
0: And um, I hate to say this, but a double jewel on score Rosenberg Radio.
1: Say that again. I don't worry
0: about tomorrow. And we get so preabsorbed into tomorrow, which we have no control over. Right. So those ingredients, six or seven things you just listed, are the things that have really added to your peace of mind. It
1: has to. It has to. I don't know for sure, but this is me. And that's what I do. So I would say yes.
0: If you have, and I, this is a question I always pose to all my guests when they're ending, you have the magic wand. You have two things you can do in this world before it's over. What would you do?
1: I would want us to recognize how insignificant we are in this world. Mm. And as powerful as we want to make ourselves, we can't go beyond the limit that God gives us. Mm. No, no money can preserve the life that we seek to live unless God allows it to happen. And that is what I would, whoever, whatever form you see God as. Yeah. We are not in control.
0: So the the awareness of that. the more we try
1: to be in control is the worse we become. So I'd like for us to recognize that. To
0: be aware of that.
1: Just to be aware. And secondly, I'd like for us to count the blessings we have now. We take too many things for granted. Well spoken. You know, when we look at what is happening in Syria, where children who who are five years old have not yet gone into school Mm. because of the war that is there, and they don't know when they'll get to school, we're going to have an illiterate generation. Mm. And yet we have children here who can go to school And are hiding from school. Yeah. How ironic is that? You know, we don't know what we have. So if I could get people to just value what we now have and accept ourselves for who we are and submit to a higher power. Case in point, my sister. Yeah. I just read, as you know, they just went into her brain on the 15th of May. Speak on that. And took out a two pound mass out of her brain in a 18-hour surgery mm. and she's recovering marvelously right now
0: and you contribute that too
1: it has to be because god gives man the power to do things but he gives the body the power to heal true so with all the work the doctors could have done if god never gave us the capacity to heal the doctor's work would not have futile would have been futile
0: So much gems, so much jewel, so much knowledge. I am profound. I'm at a loss for words. Thank you so much for being here, Mommy. You're welcome. As we say in Jamaica, thank you so much for being here. Give me a kiss. Mm. Thank you, sir. Squaw Rosenberg podcast, Squaw Rosenberg TV. We've been blessed. We've been honored. This podcast is going to go down in the history books of one of the most interesting um i can tell you right now i love everything you've dropped on us and i am going to be honored to have you back on the show when we get the show moving in the direction that it is going to be moving into and we have the audience that we need we're going to have you here again to jump in and really so we can follow up so to everybody tuning in thank you so much bevlar jamaica a lot of knowledge thank you so much for coming in and dropping thank us you. thank you yeah so it's much. an honor stay tuned ladies and gentlemen we only get better from here squirrel Ro- squirrel rosenberg podcast stay
2: tuned one but see ya they must say you're ideas. You give them art and sweet literature. You're gonna make the world see the better picture. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I do no worry yourself, mama. Chronix is here to your help, mama.